This is a church building. A church building. A church building. But I want us to take a moment to remember. This is not the church. Not the church. The church is reaching out to the orphan and to the widow. The church is supporting human rights work around the globe. The church is showing our community who Jesus is through his hope and his love. The church is you. Is you. Is you. This is a church building. This is not the church. The presence of God started in the garden, moved to the tabernacle and then to the temple. And now the presence of God lives in his people. Lives in you. In you. In you. This is a church building. This is not the church. So whether we're meeting in this building, in this building, at a coffee shop, in a small group somewhere, out serving in the community, or just gathering together online, wherever we are, this is a church building. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. What's up, everybody? It's happening. Episode five, we've had some issues, but we are here. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, episode five, Corny Up Alive. I got some friends with me. I'd like to introduce you to Pastor DJ. What's up, guys? You might know him. He's from a Crossover Youth at Faith Church in Hazleton, and uh, he's been on the screen a bunch, right? Yes. But not like in the <laughs> building yet. And it feels like... Yeah, this is my first time on the stage. So funny. I'm so glad to have you here. And we've also got Denise. We've got her from... Uh, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Servant I'm Church. taking all of it. Yeah, Clark, that's okay. From no. Servant Church. Also my first time on the stage with yes. you. Nice. So nice. Not alone. two newbies here. It's growing. It's yeah, growing. And it we're is. So excited. It's so exciting. We're so excited. So today we broke 100 subscribers. Now for you, that may not be very important. But for us, we are stoked about it because that means we can have a custom YouTube URL. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, because there's also a time period that we have to meet, and we meet it tomorrow. So this week, we're going to roll out our custom URL. That's exciting to me. I don't know about people watching. But the other thing that's exciting for me is that many of you have signed up to receive updates for when Fortnite Live goes live, and you got one about our sound issues as well, right? <laughs> so you can text 4 at 4, F-O-R-N-E-P, 4, N-E-P, to 81010. <laughs> We had some issues with that number last week. It is 81010. And uh, who did that in the past week, or the, uh, the first couple days, we put them into a drawing. I don't know if you guys saw this. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. It's so exciting. We, we put them into a drawing to get a free pizza delivery. And here is that story of our friend getting a free pizza. Hey, what's going on for NEPA Live fam? Pastor Brian from Cross Creek Community Church, C4 Charge Youth Ministries coming at you. I have a winner for the pizza delivery giveaway, all right? So if you had texted in, uh, as we asked you to do, as Pastor Chris made a video and everything, to text in and get reminders for NEPA Live, but you were also entered to win a free pizza delivery. So if you didn't enter this time, you missed out. But who knows, we might be doing some more of these in the future. Let's find out. Which student has won a delivery? The suspense is killing me. Here we go. It is Rebecca Murph. I believe she's with Living Waters Youth Ministry. So congratulations, Rebecca. A free pizza delivery, quarantine style, is coming your way very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Hey, for NEPA Live fam, Pastor Brian here, along with Mr. Harlan Tabron. Hey. hey, we are about to surprise Rebecca with her free pizza delivery mm. quarantine mm. style. Yes, yes. Oh, there he is. Uh -oh. oh boy, we gotta go. All right.
Yeah, it was that super easy? This is the easiest way you've ever gotten a pizza? Yeah. There you go. Three pizzas, that's what we're doing. All right. Okay, well, we're at Taco Bell, and we're getting free tacos today. I mean, we gave away something for free. We cannot give up uh, a free taco. It's got to happen. We can't pass it up. <laughs> I love me some Taco Bell. There we go. Are you guys still giving away free tacos? Absolutely. Can we get one Dorito and one soft? Absolutely. Hot and fire, man. Hot and fire, please. Thank you. A free taco, a free taco. All right, cheers, cheers. Hey. <laughs> what is that? Is that like a food truck? That is a gyro oh, truck. My word. I don't go there. Oh, okay. There's a long story behind that, but I'm not going to tell you. doesn't go to gyro trucks. Not to that one specifically. Hi, my name is Kevin. I'm with the Crossover Youth out of Hazleton. Will you join me in prayer? Father, I just pray that even though we cannot be together physically in this hard time with everything going on around the entire world, Lord, just thank you that we can continue to do what we're doing through online broadcasting and that we have the technology to do this. So I just pray that throughout all of this, Lord, that people's hearts would just be softened, that people would just be impacted by your word, well, what you, by what you're going to say through people, and your name would just be glorified in everything that we do, everything that we say, and we would just represent you, and we would use this time to really go after you and dig our heels deep into your word and who you are, and you would just strengthen us, Father. We praise you and you, we glorify you, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm Tim Madeira, and besides the work I do here at WRGN, I have also been a youth leader and a worship leader. And I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about worship. Jesus had something to say about worship, and that is where we're going to look tonight. Because worship has very little to do with where we are and has everything to do with the heart. This whole coronavirus thing has really messed up the way that we traditionally worship. We don't get together on Wednesday nights or Friday nights or Sunday mornings or Sunday nights or whenever it is that you traditionally gather to do what we call worship. We need to develop a lifestyle of worship because our worship should go beyond the four walls of that building where we meet. And Jesus addresses that with the woman at the well. He's having this conversation with her in John chapter 4, starting in verse 19, the woman says to Jesus, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that we must worship in Jerusalem. Now, Jesus had never said that to her, but she knew the Jewish leaders said the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus replies to her and says, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem. In verse 23, it says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. 
not the ones who come to a specific place and worship, but the ones who live a lifestyle of worship, worshiping him in spirit and worshiping him in truth. The truth is that we have a hard time sometimes worshiping outside of the normal parameters. We have things that we value. Uh, maybe you've seen people get excited about a sports team. In fact, get kind of foolish about a sports team. Maybe you're a Penn State fan like me, and you've done the whole blue-white thing or whatever it is that you've done to cheer on your favorite team. We can do much more foolish things in our worship of the Lord. Or can we? Do we let our own sense of propriety, what we think is the way we should be acting, okay, maybe our own sense of cool keep us from worshiping in utter abandon, not just on Sunday morning, but maybe in the car when you're driving along and listening, or maybe like Pastor Chris when you worship while you wash. I've got Denise Warner here from Servant Church, and she's going to lead us in just a short time of singing together, worshiping together, yes, but I'm hoping that as we end this evening, as you go tomorrow, as you do whatever it is that you're doing in the next couple of days, that you would worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, not just in song. Denise, as she leads us, is going to lead us in a song called, Yes, I Will. The very first words of those songs say, In the waiting, the same God who's never late is working all things out. He's working all things out in coronavirus. He's working all things out in the struggles you're facing at home. He's working all things out as we surrender it all to him in worship because he is worthy.
you like worship while you watch so far, you ain't seen nothing yet. Worship while you watch. I'm not in a hurry when it comes to my hygiene. When I'm washing my hands clean, when I'm saving the world. It's just 30 seconds in between all my fingies. I'm washing my hands till they are squeaking. Well, that's all for this time on Worship While You Wash. Worship While You Wash. Hey, thank you. Thank you for your support on Worship While You Wash. I love being able to do that with you. I'm here with, it's Meet the Stream Team time, okay? And I have a good friend here. This is Derek. And uh, he's back here on this giant machine here that I don't know much about. Um, that's why, you know, he has a very important role. We have all kinds of people on all kinds of machines I don't understand. But this is Derek. Derek, tell me, what when you're not, you know, with buttons and knobs and, and faders or whatever, what do you enjoy doing? Well, it's not much different, but... Uh, Minecraft. Um, for those of you who are on the Apex realm, um, I'm really close to spawn. Come check out my house. I'm on there as much as I can, you know, because it's on my phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, come check me out on the Minecraft uh, realm. That's awesome. And and Derek, Derek has been making me sound good and yelling at me for holding the microphone wrong for literally five years. So that creates a very special bond, Derek. Thank you so much for what you do. We got plenty in store for you tonight on Fortnite Live. I'm throwing it to a video right about now. Love a really good rivalry between two things. We like to argue and we like to debate over if one thing is better than the other. And it's fun to just just throw around ideas and throw around some concepts and uh, see which side that you might fall on. And uh, for me growing up, it was always who's better, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, right? But now we often argue, well, what's better, Fortnite or PUBG? Right, the, the arguments evolve over time and stuff like that, but it's interesting to see where we fall on one side of the debate or the other. And I'm just gonna quickly read through some uh, two choices that we can have. And I want you guys to post down below in the comments uh, which side of the debate you would fall on. So um, first we'll start off with Marvel or DC. I would personally choose Marvel because I love Doctor Strange. Um, Yankees or everyone else? Uh, I probably would have to go with everyone else. I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I'll go with everyone else. Um, McDonald's or Burger King? Uh, I guess I like both of them equally, but I like Burger King's fries better than McDonald's. So I will go with Burger King. Gryffindor or Hufflepuff? Um, every BuzzFeed quiz online that I've taken has told me that I would be in Hufflepuff. So I'm going to have to say that I will join Hufflepuff. And finally, coffee or tea. I need to have coffee every single morning, so I'm going to go with coffee. So think about this. 
what is one rivalry? What is one rivalry that you're really passionate about? And what side would you fall on in that rivalry? Well, for me, I absolutely love hockey. I love hockey and I am a huge Capitals fan, a Washington Capitals fan. But you know that we live in Pennsylvania and this causes some issues because I'm probably the only Capitals fan that lives in Pennsylvania. And all of my friends are Penguins fans, so it definitely causes some interesting debates because I fall on the opposite side of where they normally would fall. So it's just interesting seeing this dynamic between the two. Now I want you guys to think, in the last week, like what's one way that you've seen people treat each other like enemies? Whether it's a family feud that you might be having or a political debate that you could be having with a friend or just some simple drama that you're having with another friend, especially right now with everything going on with the coronavirus. Right? And it's easy to see other people as our enemies when they look, think, and act and believe differently than we do. It's a lot easier for us to get along with people that we have things in common with than with people that we don't have things in common with. And it often causes a lot of tension between us because we're put in these two separate categories, these two separate areas. This us versus them mentality is something that we see in our everyday lives and in everyday situations. It's not just something that we see now here in America. It happens all around the world. And some of the biggest conflicts in human history have happened because of us viewing each other as our enemies. But this isn't a new problem, right? From the very beginning of time, from the beginning of human history, people have been choosing sides. People have been protecting us over them and we have made each other our enemies, and we also have made God our enemy. Let's think of the story of Adam and Eve, right? Right at the very beginning of time, right at the beginning of history. What happened in that story, right? They chose to disobey God because they didn't believe that God was on their side, right? Satan comes to Eve in the garden, and Satan tells her, well, did God really say that you couldn't eat of that tree? Did God really say? And it made, it made Eve think and made Eve believe that she was being deceived by God, that God was holding back from her, that God wasn't giving her everything that she deserved and everything that he promised to her. But the thing is, in the same way, in the same way, Satan deceives us today. Satan makes us think that God is holding back from us, that God isn't giving us everything that we deserve. This is exactly what Satan wants us to think. Satan wants us to doubt God, right? And then think of the story of Cain and Abel. Right, it's ha the exact same thing happened. Cain was so angry with, with God and with Abel that he literally killed his brother. Cain literally thought that God loved Abel more than him. So out of Cain's anger and jealousy for both God and his brother, he literally killed his brother, forever separating him from God. Because the thing is, the story has not changed. Just because we're not in the desert worshiping a golden calf doesn't mean that we don't have idols in our lives. And just because, just because Satan isn't coming to us as a snake in the garden telling us, not, telling us that God doesn't want us to eat of that tree because he's holding back from us, it doesn't mean that the same things don't happen in our lives right now. And in the same way, we still separate us, we still separate ourselves from God. We still doubt what God can do for us. We still doubt that God isn't going to provide for us. 
And we put ourselves in this us versus God mentality. But the thing is, is that's not the end of our story. This isn't where the story stops because God had a greatly different plan to write for us. The reality is when we are focused on ourselves, ever since, um, ever since Eve, she made that decision, our brains are hardwired towards selfishness. Our brains are hardwired towards if they're just like me, then they're my friend. But every now and then you find out somebody doesn't believe the exact same thing as me. You're like, yo, man, remember in grade school, you're best friends. And oh, you like the Boston Red Sox? Psh, no way. Or maybe you're like, He's just a little bit intimidating for me because he doesn't believe exactly the same way I do. And the truth is, what we, have, what we deal with is our brains default to the fact that we only align to people who are just like us. And the truth is, Jesus coming to be with us showed us the exact opposite of what that's like. Jesus hung out with the outsiders. He hung outside with the weird people. He hung, outside, he hung out with the people that no one else dared to step foot near because he wanted to show people that God was for us, not against us. The truth is, when we start thinking through what Jesus did, he didn't live like any other human in history. He didn't take any of the normal risks that humanity takes, he actually transformed the way we think about things. No longer is it us versus God, but we can see that God is for us. I love the, uh, the one of my favorite um, artists is, uh, is KB, and, and I love the, he did a combination with Tripoli and, and Andy Mino, and one of my favorite quotes in uh, 116 is, when did you hear a story about the hero dying for the villain? The truth is, if it was us versus God, we wouldn't see Jesus doing what he did. He wouldn't step into humanity. But uh, the Apostle Paul, one who was an enemy of, against Jesus, one who was not going to take what the Christians were saying, he actually wrote, in Romans 5, after he comes to Jesus, after he has an understanding of what Jesus has done, he says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some might but be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But that's not what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't focus on us as people who are, who, are, who are holy. It actually says that God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still in sin. It wasn't when you're showing up perfectly on Sunday morning before COVID, completely purified of all sins that Jesus died for you. It was that moment when you had just committed that sin where you're hiding and you cleared your internet browser and you hope no one else saw what you just saw. That's when Jesus looked at the Father and said, we gotta fix that. The truth is, it says, verse 10 says that for one, since our friendship with God was restored by Jesus' death, 
because of Jesus' um, death on the cross, we're no longer enemies with God. We are now, it says, we're certainly saved through the life of his sons. You are a friend of God, and it's not anything that you've done of yourself. He has pursued you. The reality is, is God is for us. We see through Jesus' life, we see through his perfect life and his death on the cross that that God isn't willing to allow us to live in our squander and our squalor and in our distraction. But the reality is Jesus is for us. And that transforms, that's a game changer. I don't know when the last time you realized when somebody was on your side and it just gave you hope and it gave you a, a different perspective. Today, I want to encourage you, God is for you. He's not against you. If you've never decided to follow Jesus, maybe you've never realized that God is for you. Maybe you thought he's waiting for you to be perfect and holy before you could ever, ever come up to him. The reality is, it doesn't matter how messed up you are. God loves you. Jesus has paid the penalty. The the question is, Are we going to act like God is for us? If you're a Jesus follower, maybe you need to act like God is for you by by actually going out of your way and showing other people that love. If you're not a Jesus follower, maybe I wanna ask you, if God was for you, how would that change your life? Let me pray. Jesus, I pray that you would be with each and every person watching here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us in the middle of quarantine to be overcome with the understanding that you are for us. And you have the ability to transform every circumstance. You have the ability to make dead things come to life. And so God, I'm asking that if you are for us, do miraculously more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine during this time in our hearts and in our souls. Change us to be like you so that we could show the world that we are for them. Jesus, we need you. In your name I pray, amen. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm going to walk over here to Derek Hodney. He is a master of games. He is the, just an amazing friend of mine and uh, a guy that I know is always for me unless there's a game involved, and I'm not sure what's going to happen here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of wave that here. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's go time now. And uh, so uh, it's, it's us for them, and it's about serving. And, and so uh, when it comes to serving, uh, I, I, I think, you know, a delicious dessert, uh, something classy. Uh, and when I think of classy, the first thing I think of is gelatin. Uh, and so uh, we are, uh, we're going to have a little jello uh, challenge here, all right? And uh, we're going to be serving. Uh, so, so Chris, uh, you can step over here, and uh, yep, you can pick up your spoon there. Uh, now we're going to be responsible, and uh, we are going to be socially distant here. So, because uh, sometimes you have to serve from a safe social distance, all right? Uh, And that's the end of this tarp here. It's about a six-foot tarp, all right? And uh, we also have a six-foot-long spoon uh, here, all right? So a six-foot spoon uh, at the end of a six-foot tarp uh, where we have at the end of that two roughly six-foot people uh, and uh, a cup of jello, all right? Six-six, all right? Uh, So here's the deal. All right, Uh, we have two feeders here that are serving up uh, the eaters. So we got the feeders and the eaters, and they're serving it up, and uh, they have to scoop the jello out of the cup there, all right, and get it into the mouth of the eater there, all right, into the nose, maybe. Uh, The jello's gotta be gone. That is your goal, is to finish all the jello, all right? You're gonna have two minutes max here to finish all the jello here, all right, and uh, we gotta get 
Uh, we're going to see who can do this uh, faster here. Now, the, the, the eaters have to keep both hands on the cup, and the feeders are scooping there. You can talk to them as well. And you know what? Maybe to make it more interesting, uh, we ought to just blindfold the feeders too here, I think. Yeah, I got a blindfold for you. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, you can put that on, Chris. Good. Yep. Make sure that's blocking those eyes and you can't see anything there. And we'll get, we'll get Brian here too. We'll get Brian. Yeah, I'll hold your glasses. I'll take those. Good. Yeah, we're going to blindfold. Brian's all blindfolded up. Good, right? Brian, Brian's all good. Chris is all can't see a thing. All right, right? All right, very good. All right. And uh, you got two minutes here uh, to try to serve on your mark. Get set. Go, go, go. Try to get that jello in there. All right, we're going to get up. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a jab. All right, that's, that's dangerous stuff here. Okay, uh, we are trying to... Here we go. All right, good. They're talking. They're feeding. Oh, look at They're doing well here. Kind of, sort of. All right. Have another time. We're, we have some jello being consumed here. Very good. If it falls, I mean, the goal is to empty the cup of jello here. Here we go. Oh, we're doing, we're serving here. We are serving from a socially acceptable and safe. Look at this. Look at these guys go. Okay, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Did you say it's heavy? The jello's heavy. You need to, get, you need to do a little work. <laughs> so, this is good. We are down to 30 seconds here, people. Down to 30 seconds. All right. The goal is to get all the jello. Wow. Yep. Brian and Chris are almost there. Uh, almost there. Uh, Brian and Wayne. Brian and Wayne are almost there. Good. So, and I believe we do. We have an empty cup over here. Wow, wow. Uh, now, I got to say here, this, this, was, this is called us for them here. Sometimes it feels like us and them, like us against them, like this was a competition. But at the beginning, all I said was, the goal is to get rid of, to finish all the jello, right? To finish all the jello. So it wasn't, there was competition here at Brian and Wayne. Now, you should know here, uh, Chris, that Brian's blindfold is over there on the floor. Uh, he, we, we decided to blindfold only one of you just to show, all right, that it is very difficult to serve from a place of like spiritual blindness or no vision, all right? You see how difficult it was since they got like one bite of jello here, all right? <laughs> Which is, that is very impressive. Yep. Uh, so. And these guys finished it off there. Great job. All right. And. Uh, <laughs> but we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just feeling it. Yep, exactly. Yep. Right. Uh, so uh, we just, we, we can serve. We're serving others here. We can serve from uh, a socially uh, safe distance here. Uh, also, though, we need to know that we need, uh, we need God's vision here when we're serving, uh, and we need to be led by him. And we saw that it was much more effective when you could see, when you weren't, when the blinders weren't on there. And so, but uh, nonetheless, it was fun both ways. So thanks a lot, guys, uh, for, uh, for playing along with me here. And uh, we are going over to the Q&R question and response time. Brian's going to take us over there. All right. I hope you guys are enjoying. Oh, 
there's a rogue pudding, or no, not pudding. That'd be amazing. I'd eat it right here. Jello cup uh, on the stage. I hope you guys are enjoying episode five. We are having so much fun being able to work together and bring this content to you every week. I just want to continue to remind you to submit your live questions right here uh, in the chat on YouTube. So you can do that uh, and go ahead and we will respond to your questions. We do have some questions to start off. And Miss Samantha. You're going to be leading us, so I'm excited and to join Denise for the first time. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome uh, to the Q&R segment of For Nipa Live. I am so happy to have you both here, um, and I love the message of us for them. I love the like juxtaposition of like us versus them, which I think sometimes is the more natural response um, to comparison would be like a natural response, but I love the us for them. I love God is for you, um, which I realize might be kind of like, you know, a new idea. So um, I wondered what, when is a time that you realized God was for you? If you can think of like a, t a time when you were like, it's so true in this moment, I know that God is on my side. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? I was gonna, like to go I was gonna let you go first. <laughs> okay, um, for, for me, uh, I guess one, a moment that I can think of and a time where I could go back to is my, my feeling called into the ministry, um, to go into youth ministry. And it just seemed, you know, oppor uh, opportunity after opportunity and, and confirmation after confirmation from, from others in my life, as well as just, again, opportunities I was able to take advantage of. It just felt like God continued to affirm me over and over again in the direction that I was going to because I, b I believe wholeheartedly God is for us and if there's something that he's against, he's not gonna permit it to pass. You know, he's, sure. he's, gonna, he's gonna close that door of opportunity. So really, the more I went into serving and, and ministry and serving students, you know, God continued to give me greater and greater opportunities. So that's a time where I could really think of Great. what God was for me. So God guided you and that's how you knew he was on your side because he was helping you out to yes. get to the next thing. Absolutely, because cool. it was completely different from what I had thought up in my head, you cool. know, of my plans. Yeah. And I think sometimes to kind of piggyback on that, he'll put a desire in your heart for something or a calling and, and he's gonna help you carry it out. That's another way that he shows that he's for you is, you know, he's, he's gonna put something in you that maybe doesn't even make sense, but sure. God will help you carry it out. Sure, that's great, that's great. Um, I forget. I already it left my brain. Oh, do you think it's do you think that it's like difficult to find out what God is for versus what God like do you think that people are more aware of things that God is against or what God is for? And why do you think that is? If you go ahead. I think it's interestingly interest interesting that um, I think as Christians, we're looked at as, oh, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And it's right. all about rules. And honestly, until you look into the word of God and until you open it up and start to read, really, it's God's heart. That, that's what his word is. It's, it's his heart telling us, look, I've made you and I love you and I am for you. And it's only then that you start to see God's not a God of no's. He's a God of yes. Right. Yes, all over the place. And he's created parameters for our safety. So he is saying, yes, we just tend to look 
on like kind of like what Satan did to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He wanted them to focus on, well, what did God say you couldn't do? Right. You know, and he's still doing that to us today. We're sure. still the same frail humans we were back in the garden. Sure. But I think he's a God of yes, and his heart is right there in his word. Yeah. yeah I think right. it's so, so common, especially today in the age that we live in where, where even just people think of, maybe they think of Christians or they think of the church, and it's like, yeah, you know, there's, there, we know exactly what the church is against, but, right. but what exactly is the church for? What, what do we embrace? What do we support? And sure. I even have unbeliever friends that, like, like Denise was saying, you know, they think the Bible, God, everything is just, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. Right. And basically all the can't do's, that's all the fun. Yeah. That's all the fun <laughs> that, like, you know, we could, we could be experiencing, you know, if we just didn't have that to hinder us, because that's what it's, a, in their view, it's a hindrance to us. It's not, no, not everybody. Some people respect it and everything, but for the most part, my un, unsaved friends, they, they're like, oh, well, yeah, you can't have fun, you can't do that. You know, like, right. how, how do you even have fun without doing X, Y, or Z? Sure. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I always take comfort in knowing that God is our good heavenly father. Despite our relationship with our father here on earth, God is our good, good father in heaven. And he has the best in mind for us. So, so while, cause not everything in this world is obviously sinful, not everything, no, you know, there, right. there no. are some good things that I think God has created for us to enjoy, mm-hmm. but there's a difference between good and best. Sure. Uh, and God wants what's best for us. So right. even you look throughout his word and he tells people, he, he has reasons why he says no to this because mm-hmm. he knows it's going to bring heartache and pain and consequences, right. like negative consequences, I should say, because right. everything has a consequence. Sure. But but yeah, he has our best in mind and it's always to keep that uh, at the heart. So when instead of just constantly as a church or a, as a Christian putting out there to your friends what you're against, right. you know, always make sure to kind of bring in almost as like a right hook, so to speak. <laughs> but this is what God is for. Sure. This is what God so then, has yeah. for us. Right. So, Great. Yes. So my next question as a follow-up to that, and then we'll get to Callista's question, um, would be what are some things that God is for that like maybe we should talk more about? Because you said a lot of people talk more about what God's against. Then, you know, why don't we take this opportunity? What is something that God is for, for us or for our for like people in general. He's for the orphan and the widow. He's for, you know, loving our, our neighbors as ourselves, you know, loving one another, serving one another, uh, as, as we just had that game serving, you know, right. even in this time of, of social distancing and, and, and of, of the pandemic that we're in, God is still and does not relent in being for those things. And he wants us to continue to, to act and, and to be thinking of others in this time. You know, how, how can we be serving the orphan and the widow at this time? How can we sure. be serving our neighbors? How could we be doing those? Those are just a few things that come to my mind off the top of right. my head. I don't, and I think in yeah. times like this, we can feel like we're the orphan and the widow. Like, some, like we are struggling too, as much as we need to be serving. Like we're also going through this and we're also struggling. And I think it's great that God that the fact that the Bible says, like, you know, reach out to the orphan and the widow means that God has compassion for me when I feel like I'm the one that needs care. Right. He is compassionate, and it's okay to, I was just talking about this with somebody in youth recently, it's okay to mourn the loss Absolutely. of some things that are, yes. that are missing in our lives right now, you know, like seniors are missing out on some things, and, yeah. and it's, it's okay to feel sad, but at the same time, God does, that's not where he wants us to stay, and what he's saying is, okay, I, I feel for you, I love you, everything that you're feeling and everything that you're enduring, I've felt, that's Jesus right. talking, you know, right. I've felt that too, but I want so much more for you. So let's, let's 
I'm with you. I love you. Now let's move on. Let's see what else I've got in store. And when you look at what Jesus did when he was on the earth Mm -hmm. and how he treated people and how he loved them, that's what he's called us to. Yeah, that's great. Um, Callista asked a great question. How do we look to God when we're having a hard time allowing him to take control or be in control? Um, How do we like submit to God and let him lead us instead of taking things into our own hands and trying to handle it in our own strength? How practically can we do that? Can we rely on him in that way? No, no, great question, Calista, and thank you so much for submitting that. Um, I heard like the old adage, uh, and I can't remember what pastor said it, but they said, you know, pray as if it absolutely all depends on God, because it does, you know, Mm -hmm. but also we don't just pray for something and then don't act. You know, God wants us to act, I think, as well. Act, obviously, in obedience and in faith uh, towards him, so then then work on it as as if it relies upon you uh, in that sense. So... um, depending on whatever it is. I don't know exactly uh, what she's referring to. I know like submitting and trusting, absolutely. You know, just, I know a few weeks ago when we were talking about fear and anxiety and panic and wondering what's happening in this time, whenever you find yourself in that moment and feel that emotion or feel those, those feelings bubbling up, that's when you immediately just stop and you have to bring it to God in prayer. Uh, anytime, you, you know, the Bible talks about taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. And so doing that over and over again, just in, in repetitions, you know, our, our faith is like a muscle. You have to work it out. You have to grow it. You have to continue to feed it in the sense of and give it the right fuel. So continuing going and bringing those things to God. I don't know if you have anything right. better to add, Denise. No, that's right. And the more you do it, like with repetition, then, then that will be your first response. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes... Sure when you make it a habit of, okay, I'm going to go to God's word. What does God say about this? Not what am I hearing? What does the world say? What does my own self say? What does God's word say about it? And then read it in the moment. I mean, it may be a moment by moment thing, but you pull it out and you look at it and you say, no, this is what God says about it. And I'm going to stand on his word, not on my own feelings. Right. And I love your, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're okay. But I love um, like, you know, the take every thought captive thing. And like, I think part of, um, that is like replacing, you said something about like negative, like a negative thought or something that reminded me like that it can be a good idea to like replace what you are, you're not just rejecting a thought, but you're also replacing it with like the truth of God's word, like you said. Um, and then leaning, clinging more to that than your own like stress about it or your own plans about which direction you want it to go. Um, yeah, that's great. And then Um, For our last, oh, we got another one, just as I was about to say for our last (laughs) question. Oh, you said something earlier um, about reaching out to the orphan and the widow. There's a question in here from Hannah that says, what can we be doing to be reaching out to people right now or, you know, sharing God's love Mm. um, with people because we're kind of feeling at a a loss for for what, what, how can we be like helpful in this time? So what are some ideas or what have you been doing that, that you have found to be? I've actually, I've got a, there's an older gentleman in our church who's actually been calling me every week and checking up on me, which is pretty cool. Um, But I think calling them is one way. And I know we're not, this is not necessarily a generation of callers, but texters. Mm -hmm. So maybe it may 
maybe you need to go out of your comfort zone and do something you wouldn't normally do. Mm. Sure. But God can grow you in a whole new way if you just step out and call someone or write them a note or, yeah. or you know, find out if they need something from the grocery store. You know, something yeah, like that. So something real practical yeah. um, to help them during this time. Yeah, that's great. I've even just waved at my neighbors more because mm. <laughs> like people right. are out on their porches and I like will just wave at them and say like hey what's up and right. sometimes it's just like hey yeah this is terrible right and they're just like yep like we don't say that much but it's like I feel like a sense of community mm-hmm. now with my neighbors that I've been living in my house for five years and I haven't met or I haven't like I didn't know that that person lived down the road but because we're both out walking our dogs right now and we are both kind of like desperate for community <laughs> we're just being friendlier I think in general and I think Hannah that would be um you know a good way and also just keeping in touch with your friends from school and your friends from youth group like that can all be really like enriching to your life and and good for everyone really so uh yeah so thank you guys so much for great conversation. Awesome. Um, And so uh, next, why don't we uh, just together, we'll keep looking for ways, like Hannah said, to reach out and to be um, helpful and a light, uh, like we're called to be, uh, even in a time that is really scary and uncertain and uh, difficult for everyone. Mm. I think even just sharing in that, that it's difficult and we we're all kind of in it together. So um, from here, we're gonna go to another video. So thank you so much. Hi, my name is Jalen Fulkerson. I am from Nebo Baptist Church and I'm just gonna end us out in a word of prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just meeting with us here today and thank you for always being present in our lives. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity for this online platform to just share um, your hope, truth, and love, and fill our souls with it, God. I pray that as we go throughout this week that we would just fix our focus on you and that we would know that you are working in every single circumstance and every single chaotic situation, Lord. And I pray for strength and perseverance for us all that no matter what we are doing this next week and no matter what is going on, that we would just ultimately glorify you through our actions and words, God. So we love you. Thank you. Amen. Okay, hello. We are starting a game and it's called Think Fast. I'm going to ask you 10 questions, um, but before we start, just empty your mind. Okay. All right. Is it completely empty? Yes. Few easy ones, so first, just to get you ready. What is your full name? Ajanique Adriana Critchfield. Hello. Destiny Stratzinger. Uh, what is your hometown? My hometown is Larksville, Pennsylvania. Drums, PA. Um, Chambersburg. And what is your best pizza topping? Olives. Bacon and olives. Ooh, olives, interesting. Chick-fil-A. Oh, uh, meatballs. Meatballs, okay, okay. That was a curveball, I did not expect that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here's here's where the questions get a little bit more interesting. Who did you invite to your party? What party? Uh, Sam. What is your band's name? Go. Destiny's Child. Got to be glued. Who stole the eggs? I don't know, my brother. My sister. Avery. Tell me a secret. 
Um, I didn't wear under underwear to my sixth grade birthday party. Do I know any secrets? Bed. And uh, rhyme two words. Any two words, rhyme them. Crime time. Poop and fluke. Oh, I don't even know any. Describe Kevin. Kevin or heaven? Kevin. My coworker. Tall, brown, red hair. <laughs> Tall. Why should I believe you? Because I have a cousin named Kevin. <laughs> Why are you so great? Because I am. Because God made me like that. Say something to impress me. You're the best youth pastor ever. John Cena is the best wrestler of all time. I played basketball, football. I played two sports today. Say something smart. Smart. Um, five times two is ten. One plus one equals eleven. Something smart. <laughs> Say something serious. Go. Not even a question. Say something serious. Like Pepsi is better than Coke. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Alright, which sandwich is the best sandwich? Turkey sandwich. Okay. Any anything else on that sandwich? Duh, just lettuce, mayonnaise, and cheese. Okay. How do you dance? You use your feet. Crazy. Why did you quit ballet? Hamster. Because it sucked. I didn't like it. Pants were too tight. What is this year's theme? We'll get through this together. Yes. Thank you guys, everybody. Oh, is it me? You're, you're not stealing my thunder anymore? No, I was just gonna say yeah, that well, I was upset that, that she almost made me cry in that silly video. Oh, but it's so true what Brittany said, right? Absolutely. So true. Thank you so much for joining, and I'm gonna try to do this right for us for episode Ah, uh, Ah, uh, Ah, uh, Ah, uh, Staying Alive 5. I'm just, I just totally, episode five, ooh, spoon. Uh, all right, hey, you saw that pizza delivery video? Make sure you are texting 4NEP to 81010 for more info updates as well as a possible another delivery that you could win. Back to Chris. And don't forget to make sure you smash that subscribe button, like our videos, get notifications, whatever you do to Turn stay connected. Turn the bell on. Turn. Okay, thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next time. <laughs> oh, no.